Welcome back to Well That's Interesting, the uh, talking about things stuck inside people edition. Amazing. <laughs> How can you not be like, what the fuck? Please tell me more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to talk about things inside people. Uh, but first, I'm with the amazing Marissa Riley. Thank you. Yes, I am amazing. I woke up before noon and... You did. And that's amazing. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm Jill Chacha, and this is in between 019. Yeah, uh, we have two stories today, and two stories about two different men, but they each share a similar problem. You could Got say it. they ended up with like a foreign object in their body, but Oops. like, <laughs> but how <laughs> and why those things got there, you know, very different, very different paths. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm very curious. Yeah. I love anything that has to do with um, butts. We, we've got butts. It sounds like butts are we've involved. We've got butts. We've got butts. Because they always are. <laughs> if something's stuck, there's got to be a butt. Fuck yeah. Uh, in between 019, mushrooms grow inside man. Different man has toothpick inside colon. Amazing. And that is the episode today. I think that's the best title to anything, <laughs> to any piece of... Uh, Art. Text, art, art, literature. This is art. Yeah, this is. is art. And that title is art. Uh, should we begin? We shall. Let's do it. Uh, so we're going to begin with a case of self-medication that did not go according to plan. Oh, no. um, <laughs> just this week, on January 11th, the Journal of the Academy of Consultation Liaison Psychiatry doesn't roll off the tongue, but... That's hefty. Mm-hmm. Uh, it released a study de- uh, detailing the experience of a man who injected a tea into his veins. Uh-huh. And it wasn't a chai or an Earl Grey. Um, in a boiling pot, he added different mushrooms that contained psilocybin, which is, you guessed it, what makes magic mushrooms magic-y. Mm. Uh, our brains, specifically uh, the hydroxytryptamine, I believe that's how you say it? Sure. Anyway, those receptors... Uh, they're called 5-HT receptors for short. Uh-huh. Uh, they adore psilocybin. Oh, um, no. Yeah. <laughs> this, uh, when this compound is ingested and digested, it finds its way to our 5-HTs, and they don't let go. So, I mean, injecting pretty much anything without a doctor's uh, approval feels bad. It feels like it's not going to go well. Yeah. Yeah. Especially tea, especially mushrooms. Magic mushroom tea. I'm very uncomfortable with this. (laughs) Yes. But I have to know what happens. Yeah. Uh, So, well, when uh, the psilocybin and the 5-HTs get together, they're like fucking soulmates. Um, Quote, the effect of the drug uh, can begin 10 to 40 minutes after ingestion and last two to six hours, depending on dose, species, and individual metabolism, end quote. Mm. Uh, that's uh, from Wikipedia. There's over 200 species of fungus that have this compound, and the physical effects on the human body are just as varied and subjective. Huh. Um, it runs the spectrum from nausea and vomiting to euphoria and relaxation. The perceptions of colors, sounds, and objects, and even time itself can feel altered. And how much you take, your surroundings, the current mental state you're in also affects your trip. So there's like a shit ton of variables at play here. And it can seem really chaotic. Yeah. Um, but 
science is awesome. Yeah. And scientists are awesome. They are. And thanks to controlled studies, this compound has been found to really help people. Um, Quotes, an analysis of information from the National Survey on Drug Use and Health showed that the use of psychedelic drugs, such as psilocybin, is associated with significantly reduced odds of past month psychological distress, past year suicidal thinking, past year suicidal planning, and past year suicide attempt, end quote. And that's also from Wikipedia. Well, shit, you're talking me into these these freaking mushrooms. Doing, doing the drugs. <laughs> Sounds like it's helping with stuff. I uh, don't know about the injecting part, though. Keep that in mind. Uh, additional cool news. Repeated use of psilocybin does not lead to dependence. Uh, and tolerance, tolerance does build, but it dissipates quickly. So that means you could like take your prescription without fear of addiction and spacing out your intake several days apart keeps the prescription strength the same, basically. So, Amazing. Yeah. Um, all of this news is, like, all over the internets, uh, and reading it convinced this man that this was the drug for him. Um, now, would you like to read from Ed Cara's report at gizmodo.com? Yes, I would love to. Okay, quote, He had a history of bipolar disorder as well as opioid dependence, and he had recently stopped taking his prescribed medications. His family told his doctor, or his family told doctors. Uh, In the course of trying to self-medicate his depression and dependence, he came across research showing some benefit from using psychedelic drugs like mushrooms and LSD. Very interesting. Yeah. I'm still not into the injecting part. <laughs> yes. And, and yeah. the quitting all of your prescribed medications yeah. at one time. That's a, yeah. that's a big no. That's, you that's, should talk to someone a lot mm. about that. Yeah. Yeah. He did not seek any professional Ooh. advice or any guidance on quantity or how to properly ingest these mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, basically, he just put them in a pot, boiled them for a few minutes until the water got a little dark, and then used a syringe to inject the air quotes like tea. Yeah. So yeah. it sounds like he YouTubed something and paired it <laughs> with his own thoughts. Yes. And um, that can lead to some very bad things, but occasionally it can lead to getting um, stains out of clothes um, <laughs> when you pair YouTube videos with um, your own knowledge macgyvering macgyvering yeah. um but that's only cute when it when, when it's not going in your when body when it's not going in your body uh through a needle no. oh. um several days after making uh and injecting this liquid he quote developed symptoms including lethargy jaundice diarrhea nausea along with vomiting up blood end quote so that sounds like the opposite of what he was going for so he wanted yeah. to feel better, and it looks like he felt about six or seven times worse. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. We can all imagine vomiting up blood, uh, but jaundice is a medical condition with uh, yellowing of the skin and white parts of your eyes. Ugh. And according to the Mayo Clinic, quote, jaundice may occur if uh, the liver can't efficiently process red blood cells as they break down, end quote. So basically, like, red blood cells are piling up and that pigment is getting into your skin and your eyes and shit. Yeah, it's, it wasn't it wasn't good. So yeah, so turning yellow and puking up red blood and pooping out liquid poop means a trip to the ER, basically. Yeah. Um, and thankfully he was admitted when he was, quote, by the time he was admitted to the hospital's intensive care unit, multiple organs had started to fail, 
including his lungs and kidney, end quote. Well, that's a bad sign. Yeah, Terrible. It's, not, it's multiple bad signs. Yeah. 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 Uh, that was reported from gizmodo.com. Uh, so what exactly happened to this guy? Well, uh, there's a reason why we eat mushrooms and fungi and cultures. Yeah. Uh, you see, the few blood tests that were done on him, uh, it turns out his blood was infested with the same fungi, those same psychedelic mushrooms he was injecting. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So they're growing inside of him? Yeah. Um, <sighs> his bloodstream wasn't acidic enough. Like, it wasn't an, an, an excited... <laughs> It's a tough tough word. His bloodstream wasn't an acidic enough environment to kill spores, quote, likely meaning that the mushrooms he injected were now literally feeding off him and growing. Yes. Horrifying. That's right. Absolutely horrifying. And I wrote this in all caps. He was plant food. That's why he was dying. They were eating him microscopically. Yeah. So I mean, this is like the worst case scenario in times like... 200 yeah this yeah. is disgusting you're getting eaten alive from the inside out like, i wish yeah. this was a five-part series on netflix <laughs> i would watch the fuck out of that oh man oh man even what even the pooping and the puking i mean i feel like they could artistically show that without yeah. showing it you know more art yeah yeah like like tell not show yeah you know for that Art- part. artistic diarrhea artistic <laughs> diarrhea <laughs> That's you know, like a closed door, right? <laughs> That's right? Yeah, I'm sure we could. We'll work on and it. And then him coming out and saying, um, <laughs> I, had I had diarrhea. <laughs> no sound effects. <laughs> Just a closed door. And then him saying, I have diarrhea. It's very theatrical. Yeah. <laughs> it's very exit I, stage right. <laughs> right? I feel like throwing up blood, you can make that chic, like, you know, oh, women yeah, that's are always coughing up blood. And yeah. it's, it's so and that, yeah. adorable. Um, it happens one, at least once in every horror movie. At least once. And yeah. they make it look really, they like really glamorize coughing up blood. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I not coughing? I feel like I'm doing something <laughs> wrong. Am I not cute enough yeah. to cough up blood? What's going on? Um, I, I'm, I'm kidding. Coughing up blood is a, is a bad thing. It's, Let's not glamorize it. It's Please call no, it's a doctor. Right. Yeah. But um, yeah, this is a very interesting yeah, terrible uh, the terrible thing. That last quote uh, was from Gizmodo again. Um, moving on. <laughs> 22 days. 22 days of ICU treatment, antibiotics, and antifungal drugs. He thankfully survived his ordeal. But doctors noted he will have to be on antimicrobials for an extended period just to be certain. Um, if a random spore or two are hiding away in his body, this could all start up again. I'm so embarrassed for him. Like, he... Can you imagine, like, explaining that to a doctor and being like, look, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I messed up. <laughs> I really, oh, I man. messed up. <laughs> there, there is, there's good news, though. There's good okay. news. He, uh, he's not the first person to do this. So. Okay. So I think we have different definitions of good news. <laughs> <laughs> um. Back in the wacky 80s, specifically 1985, another 30-year-old man had the same symptoms due to the same self-medicating methods, and it led to a similar medical treatment. Um, Uh. But for the real good news, there's a lot of... Let's break it down. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The slow and steady battle to legalize drugs containing psilocybin, at least for medical use, is totally being won. 
like a state at a time. Uh, You may have heard about a presidential election that happened last November. Let's not talk about it. Uh, On the ballot in Washington, D.C. was a measure to decriminalize psilocybin mushrooms, and it passed. Um, And Oregon became the first state to decriminalize the possession of all illicit drugs in, like, small amounts, which is... That's right. Huge. Huge. Yeah. Um, it was Measure 110, and, quote, it passed with more than 58% of the vote. Possessing heroin, cocaine, methamphetamine, and other drugs for personal use is no longer a criminal offense in Oregon. These drugs are still against the law, as is selling them, mm-hmm. but possession is now a civil, not criminal, violation that may result in a fine or a court-ordered therapy, not jail. Very interesting. And that was from theconversation.com. Uh, you want to go over some numbers? I love Let's me go some numbers. <laughs> Let's go over some numbers. I love me some drug numbers. That's, that's drug right. math, personal you, favorite. You came to the right place. Uh, so what does having drugs on you in a small amount? Well, I looked it up. So if you're in Oregon, according to the Oregonian, here are the limits. Uh, quote, the measure makes it a non-criminal violation similar to a traffic ticket to possess the following less than a gram of heroin, and less than five pills of MDMA, less than two grams of methamphetamine, or 40 units of LSD, or 12 grams of psilocybin, Hmm. less than 40 units of methadone, 40 pills of oxycodone, and less than two grams of cocaine, end quote. Um, So if if you're found with like 41 pills, say. You can just eat one. Eat one pill in front of the cop. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) exactly you know just try do drugs in front of law enforcement there you go that's that's our advice for you today yeah (laughs) we challenge you we don't i'm so kidding do do not eat a pill in front of a a police officer no don't uh uh, well if you are found with 41 pills of oxycodone or three grams of coke uh it'll only be a misdemeanor there are no felonies so you will not yeah. lose the right to vote simply by have, because you have a drug on you. So that's great. Yeah. Something to celebrate. And after the break, we're going to celebrate the removal of a toothpick from someone's colon. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stay with us. Please do. <laughs> hey there. I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-off launches 
April 9th. Hey everyone, Jill Chacha here from Well That's Interesting, and I am absolutely thrilled to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. I use it, I love it, and it all started by downloading the free Spotify for Podcasters app, which has all the tools you need in one place to record and edit your masterpiece of a podcast. Spotify for Podcasters also distributes your show to all major platforms. So when you hit publish, your episodes will stream not only on Spotify, but I'm talking about the Apples, the Googles, Stitcher, Good Pods, the other ones. <laughs> you get the idea. And you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required. You could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one. So what are you waiting for? Download Spotify for Podcasters today and start changing the world. Oh, and please, stay interesting. And we're back. We're, we're back. so back. We're so back. And now we're, we're going to head to Japan. Hell yeah, we are. That's right. Uh, here, a 67-year-old man went to the doctor complaining of severe pain along the right side of his buttock and down his right thigh. Uh, it had gone on for two months until it reached a point where he knew he needed some help. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would. I think I could get through maybe like one hour before I was like, I'm going to go get some help for my butt pain. <laughs> <laughs> my butt pain. Oh, God. An MRI scan of his lower back revealed he might be suffering from something called stenosis, where... Like, the spaces between your vertebra narrow, causing, oh. like, pressure on the nerves there. Oh, that sounds horrifying. Yeah. The, it results in numbing sensation or random painful pinches. And this wasn't exactly what the man was feeling, but the lower MRI reve- this revealed this narrowed space. And doctors were like, you know what, let's do some surgery and see what happens. Okay, okay. Um, and to prep for, this, uh, for the surgery, a CT ca- scan was performed. Uh, lo and behold... In that CT scan, within the rectum was a three-inch thin rod-like structure that was definitely not supposed to be there. No. 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 Uh, no. 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 Three inches. Three inches. Three inches in the colon. Ah! Uh, According to BMJ case reports, quote, it was ultimately determined to be an accidental ingestion of a toothpick, end quote. Um... Yeah. Uh, Shortly after this revelation, the pain in the man's leg became unbearable and the doctors opted for immediate surgery, uh, not on the vertebra, but to remove the goddamn toothpick. Yeah. Um, This was six days after the scan, so thankfully it was pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, The report further states, quote, the pain disappeared thereafter and the symptoms have not reoccurred since. The pain might have been localized to the right buttock and the posterior thigh in, in the early stages because the fine tip of the toothpick was positioned in the right of the anterior ramus of the S2 spinal nerve. Don't worry, I looked it up. Okay, okay. <laughs> End quote. I'm following so closely. <laughs> so that sounds like a sp- something it hit, the, it hit the spine, Yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. I gave it a Google, and it's generally the space between, like, your tailbone and lower hip area. Ah. So it was, like, poking through the... It was poking through his colon and into the nerves. Of, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> so, no. No, no. From the butt. From the butt. <laughs> right. So so much happens. You can control a lot from the butt. Yes, so. oh, I'm, that's disgusting. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> uh, now, this podcast wouldn't be this podcast if it didn't dig a little deeper into what got stuck into other people's butts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. So let's take a journey. 
a journey between the years 1999 and 2009 at the Izmir Training and Research Hospital in Turkey. Oh, that's right. This is a global podcast. Global, bitches. That's right. We are. A, there's no class Europe podcast about stuff getting stuck in people's asses. No, nope. this one. That's right. We travel the globe. Yes, we're worldly uh, <laughs> ass people. <laughs> we're worldly on our. You did, you said it perfectly. <laughs> why, why, why repeat it? Um, okay, so between those years, 1999 and 2009, at this place. Um, 15 patients with foreign bodies in the rectum were diagnosed and treated. Uh, now, would you like to read from a study titled, quote, Management of Rectal Foreign Bodies from the National Center for Biotechnology Information? I would love to. Okay. All right. Quote, uh, <laughs> this is <amazing>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first part of this quote is all patients were males. <laughs> Uh, and their mean age was 48 years, range between uh, 33 and 68 years. Uh, the objects in the rectum of these 15 patients were a body spray can, four patients, a bottle, four patients, a dildo, two patients, that one's understandable, an eggplant, one patient, a brush, one patient. A tea glass, one patient. Very fancy. <laughs> a ballpoint pen, one patient. And last but not least, I added that part. A wishbone, one patient after oral ingestion. Yeah. My, like oh, that. my, end quote. Sorry, I added a few of my own little That's okay. nuances to that quote. <laughs> I think you know which ones were my nuances. Uh, but all of those uh, objects and patient numbers were real. Yeah. Uh, I love that for the wishbone that they, like, had to specifically say that it was It, it, it was, was not a, It yeah. was not shoved up the butt. <laughs> yeah, it was, that it was uh, part of a dinner, maybe. Yeah. And I just wanted to note that we're not laughing at their plight, that we're laughing at... No. Just humanity in general and ourselves. Dude, this could be any one of us. This could be any one of us. I respect the person who tried the eggplant. It's very <laughs> of the time. Good for you for giving it a shot. I can see how you would, I don't know. Yeah. I, I get it is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, so where are we? Okay. So we're laughing also because you can't say, quote, removed transanally by anal dilation without laughing. Um, it's can, impossible. Can <laughs> I try saying it really fast? Okay. Removed transanally by anal di- Dilate. dilation. <laughs> I don't know why it sounds like a, an alien movie. <laughs> anal dilation. <laughs> anal dilation 2. You, yes. have to start, you have to start with the sequel. Anal dilation 2. In a world. In a world. <laughs> there are eggplants. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Uh, so 12 objects were removed by anal dilation and others were removed by a laparotomy, which mm. is a surgical incision in the abdomen. Yeah, all patients survived. Amazing. They're all okay, maybe a little embarrassed. But luckily, that's the end of this episode. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad we're stopping right here. I feel like if we went any farther, uh, we, it could get, uh, yeah, shit could get real. It's, Apologies for words, <laughs> go any farther and shit. <laughs> so sorry. That's it. Ah, well, I hope you enjoyed it, everybody. Uh, please subscribe, rate, so other people can learn about how much 
how much drugs you can carry and what can get up people's butts. Yeah. So, and stay interesting. Please do.